Awesome. Thank you. So, I'm not a parent right now, praise Jesus, um, but Muller is. Muller is. Um, so, Muller has a beautiful daughter named Alexandra, a lot of us know that, and we all know that children love to mimic their parents. And so, the Mullers have a dog named Bella, and if Ashley were to go, Bella, suddenly you'll hear Alexandra, Hannah! Maybe I got it the wrong way around. Maybe it's Muller that goes, Hannah! Yeah. But kids often mimic their parents. And as Christians, we are called to be in a relationship with Jesus and imitate, mimic our Father. Ephesians 5.1.2 says, it says, it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So Paul wrote the Ephesians to strengthen believers by explaining the nature and the purpose of the church. And I'm pretty sure that imitating our heavenly dad is a big part of that purpose and a big part that he was trying to get across to us. And someone who uh, I instantly think of is Rex Meehan, Pastor Rex Meehan. He was an excellent example of being an imitator of God. He, he walked in that, and we could see that, and it was, it was uh, such a privilege to know him. I'm, as Dad said, I'm a, a Vision College student this year, so he was, uh, for, for the first six months of the year, he's been one of my tutors and uh, lecturers. He's been teaching me and ministering to me, mentoring me, and it's been such a privilege to be under that. Um, so he's face-to-face with God right now having a party in heaven, and I can guarantee that he is down, he's, he's up there and he's going, come on, come on guys, step into that, step into that, let's imitate our heavenly dad, and I can guarantee that he wants us to do it more than he did, he wants us to be better than him, so let's step into that. So we are called to be imitators of God in everything we do and live a life filled with love. And when we do that, it makes God happy. As it says in the verse, it's a pleasing aroma to God. And so I've got a video um, which I'm going to play, which I think absolutely represents this. It's so beautiful. It's, it's a um, scene from Jaws. Don't worry, it's not someone getting totally murdered by a shark. It's actually a beautiful scene. So have that up on the screen now. Thanks, team.
So we can see that that instantly brought joy to the father. And that also shows that Jaws is not just a movie about a murderous shark eating people alive. It's got some beautiful themes in it. (laughs) Awesome. So God will only see himself in our eyes only if we are looking at him. We have to be in sync with love. We have to be in sync with heaven so that we can be like God. We need to soak in God's love and character. Let's love God in a way that makes his heart race. John 5.19 says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. So even Jesus imitating, imitated the father. So that's another reason why we need to. And, and an example of that is when I was 13, I went to uh, India with my dad on a missions trip. And in one of the villages, there was a, a large line of people waiting to get some prayer from dad. And uh, most of them were for, for, uh, for healing. And it was incredible. We were seeing people healed. And suddenly this lady started walking forward. And dad said to me, you're praying for this next lady. And as a 13-year-old kid who had never prayed for anyone to be healed, you can imagine that's pretty terrifying. Um, So she came up, and there was another woman with her, and she explained to us that this uh, lady was deaf and mute. Even more terrifying. I've never prayed. Why can't it just be a sore finger? (laughs) So what do I do? I think instantly, what did dad say for the last person? What did dad say for the last person? So I started praying the exact same prayer dad said for the last person. That last person needed healing on their leg, so I prayed for her leg, not her ears or her mouth. But it's not about some fancy prayer, it's the power of Jesus. And the thing is, five minutes later, we see that same lady hearing and speaking for the first time. Come on, that's, that's something to glorify God for. So to be an imitator of God, of Christ, that means God would also have to give us the same equipment that Jesus had. And that equipment is the Holy Spirit. And that's how I saw that lady and hundreds of people ever since healed. You can't imitate God in your own strength. We need the Holy Spirit. We need God. We can't just quote and memorize scripture and think we are imitating Christ. The only way we can imitate Christ is through communing with the Holy Spirit, being intimate with the Holy Spirit. We need to be intimate to imitate. We have to be intimate to imitate. Of course, no one from Activate, but a lot of the church actually doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit. And to be honest, I don't actually know how you can do church, let alone be the church without him. Yeah. But you see, um, going back a bit, it's not about the healing. It's not about maybe a prophetic word or a word of knowledge or all all these miracles. Those are just small miracles that are leading us towards the big miracle, and that big miracle is salvation. That's the important one. 
Uh, when I talk about salvation, uh, I'm meaning that's when we accept Jesus into our lives and he forgives us, he cleanses us, he lives in us. And we need Holy Spirit for that part too. We can witness and imitate Jesus to people, but only God can change their hearts. And it is possible to do God's work um, without knowing him. We can, we can do God's work and forget his face. But no amount of work for the kingdom will be pure if we don't know God. We need to know God. He wants a personal relationship with us. He wants our heart. We need to know who he is so we can imitate him. Intimacy to imitate. And, and an illustration of that, I guess, is if there was an Elvis Presley impersonator that walks up on a stage and starts singing Baby by Justin Bieber or Thriller by Michael Jackson, it's not going to be the best response. He's imitating the wrong person. And so that's why intimacy with God and spending time with him, diving into the Bible, just, just developing that intimacy with him is so important because we need to know who we are imitating. We need intimacy to imitate. What if Activate Church raises the standard where it's normal to see miracles, where it's normal to see 50 people saved a week? where it's normal to see people come to us because they want what we have. And so that's why we need to imitate God so powerfully that people want to come to us. The gospel we read about, I'm getting evangelist mode here now. The gospel we read about in the Bible is all about a full-time gospel. It's not about a part-time gospel. It was never about a youth group on a Wednesday night or a church gathering on a Sunday morning. It's about a 24-7 life that we gave ourselves to and that we will not draw back from. Is the life that we are living worth the price that Jesus paid on the cross? I'm a... As, as Dad said, and as I just said, I'm a very passionate evangelist. I love to preach the gospel to people out in the community. I love seeing people saved. It's, it's, I love it so much. And I love seeing people walk in their gifts and in the purpose in their life. And I just want to honor Kathan. Like two weeks ago, he was up here doing communion. And boy, did he like rip it. Like not the right words, but you know what I mean. He was like sick and God did some mean things to him. But, you know, as one of my best friends, it's so cool seeing him walk into his purpose further and further, walk into his anointing and see what God is doing in his life. And can I, can I just encourage you, if you don't feel confident to preach the gospel to someone on the street or, or, or that sort of thing, then why not just start with your friends? Why not start with some of your work colleagues or something like that? For example, I, uh, I, I started, started stepping out in my last year of high school. I made a decision that I'd uh, basically talk to someone in my class about Jesus every single class, every single day for the rest of the year. And that's what I did every single day. And, and then I also stepped out and started, started preaching the gospel to some of my closest friends. And Kathan was joining me with that. And one night, Daz Cheddar was here. Um, some of you guys know who he is. And I invited two of my mates, Jason and Aaron, who's here. 
And not to embarrass you, but it took a little bit of convincing. <laughs> and and it, it's funny, though, because uh, even Daz, the guest speaker, said, give me your phone, Jay, I'm going to call them. So he gets on the phone and starts chatting with them. That was a bit scary for me personally. But they come, and now Aaron's here, a year later, walking with Jesus. And so that, I hope that's encouraging to you guys. Yeah. So the people around us are either heading to heaven or hell, and that's just reality. There is no in-between. Eternity is not in front of you, but it's actually beside us. And every moment is an opportunity for someone to cross over. It's not up there. It's right here, right now. Are we just putting our faith in our ability to get to heaven? Or are we putting our faith in God that he will put heaven into us and that we can bring heaven to earth now? We can bring heaven to our friends, to our work colleagues. And that's why we need to imitate our loving Father. When we live in relationship with God and we are imitating him, we will get rejected by people every now and then. That's just how it is. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But people aren't the problem. It also says in the Bible that we are in a battle not against flesh and blood, but against evil spirits and authorities. And people get messed up. It's reality. I get messed up sometimes. But why would we get messed up? Because people get messed up. Where are the ones that would pray and bless the prosecutor? Where are the ones that would turn, oh, persecutor, sorry. Where are the ones that would turn the other cheek, said in Matthew 5, 9, uh, 39? Where are the ones that understand 2 Timothy 3.12 and know that you will be persecuted for living a godly life? It's actually a promise from the Father. Where are the ones who will hold no records of wrong because love doesn't? Where are the ones, oh, sorry, are we holding grudges against people who persecute us or are we praying that they will understand who they are as sons and daughters of a living, loving God? That is imitating God. Matthew seven twelve says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. And all of that is imitating our dad. And Jesus, when he was on the cross, as he was dying, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And will that be our same response in persecution? We are meant to be imitators of that same love. We are meant to, whenever, wherever, be like Jesus. Todd White says, if people don't see Christ in us, People won't want what we say we have. Once we realize that we are accepted and loved by Jesus, we won't let the rejection and persecution of other people rule us. Why? Because no one on this planet can take away what they didn't give you. That's some stuff straight from School of Evangelism right there. So we are called to be like Christ. We are Christians. <laughs> Surprise! It's in the name. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. 
And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Church, I want to encourage us to imitate God in our own lives. Wherever we go, imitate God. For some, it may be boldly preaching the gospel to people around them, which we are also called to do. Yesterday, I just went to um, the post shop to go and uh, drop off some packages, and there was a busker um, uh, down by Countdown, and I didn't have any cash on me, but I happened to have a guitar pick in my wallet, which said, pick Jesus. Yeah, okay, cheesy, I get it. And on the back of it, it said, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I drive up, and I have a chat with him for five minutes, and I tell him that I don't have any cash I can give him, but I gave him that guitar pick, and I got, to, I got to tell him about Jesus. I got to tell him how much Jesus loves him. And can I, can I, can I encourage you? It's not always going to be a bad response. This guy responded, bless you, brother. Bless you, brother. It's not always going to be a bad response. And how will we know if we don't do it? If we imitate Christ but don't preach the gospel, something's missing in the equation. It could even look like cooking dinner for your neighbor. But remember, you can't imitate God without knowing him. So I also encourage you to read the word of God with an open heart daily and allow God to speak to you through scripture and hang with him. He, like, imagine going to a shopping mall with a friend and you're walking there, say you've been there for a few hours, and you haven't even said a word to each other. Bit awkward. And can I tell you that God's with you today, and tomorrow, and the next day. And it might be a little bit awkward if we don't talk to him, because he's there dying, like, come on, talk to me. I'm right here. A little encouragement there. So... If you were, oh my God, I just read the example again. Nice one, Jay. So my prayer for this week is that we will all be purposed in spending time with God. That's intimacy. That's intimacy. Talk with him. Be real with him. Listen to him. Be, uh, as we go about our week, let's int- uh, imitate him in a way that others will encounter his love. Like as I said before, that people will come to us. When you get a cold shoulder or get dust, just brush it off. I, I um, got dust a lot when I preached the gospel at school. For example, oh, well, Kathan and I, we ran a healing group and people would come in just to mock us. It was quite fun. Um, yeah, but... Then one guy I remember came in with a little smirk on his face, ready to mock us, and then he saw someone healed in front of his eyes. He changed his mind quickly. (laughs) So just keep serving God's love no matter what.